sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports. Out of adversity and trauma, challenges and hardship, from the streets of Kansas City, a shoe company was born. Birth from the desire to serve others and provide high quality cleats and sneakers at an affordable price, we present to you, Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand, it's a lifestyle. Order now at OzellBrand.com. Yo, what's good, fam? My fellow students of MVP University. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have my main man, Professor, with me. I'm glad to have my homie, Conrad, coming through. It's your boy, MVP JT, on another episode of MVP University, man. I want y'all to stay tuned. We got a big show coming up for y'all in a couple of seconds. So, you know what I'm saying? Just stay tuned. Go ahead and get you some popcorn. Get your bottle of water. Come back to your computer, your phone your ipad your tv wherever you're watching the zone get in your seat because we got a big show coming up to you guys in three two one we are here ladies and gentlemen we are here live and in person professor what's up bro man nothing nothing much you know continuing to shape the minds of america's youth um, and trying to get a handle, man, on what's going on down there in Daytona Beach. Hmm. Man, the real question is what's not going on down there in Daytona Beach, and that's Ed Reed not coaching us. So, 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 as as a as a wildcat, uh, what what is your take? I guess let's let's start with let's start let's start with. Um, Reggie Theus was on HBCU Game Day. And the the host asked him straight up, is there any possibility that Ed Reed, you can mend this fence and Ed Reed can come back and coach? Reggie Theus said, no shot. Should there be a shot? Okay. Before I, before I dive into this, because I've done my research, I've looked at it, and I've been there. Hey, everyone who's watching the show, follow us on MVPU underscore pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow the professor on Twitter. Professor, give me your, your uh, Twitter handles. You can follow me on Twitter at Pastor DDP. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore MVPJT. So, yeah, let's get right into it. Could he come back as a coach? He could. It happened, no. And here's why I say no. One, Bethune Cookman University, be, be cool, as we call it. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not willing to do the necessary work to go in, fix the campus. They're not willing to go in and pay what for the services that needs to be done to bring that campus up to code. How can how can Ed Reed go out and try to bring in some of the best player that he can get and they sleeping in mold? Their 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 dorm rooms are trash. They're playing on a on a public uh recreational field. Now now and, and here's something that a lot of people don't understand. But Thune Cookman track just won a, a championship but they're running on a public recreational track they're practicing on a rec track you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. how can a how can a university bring a national title to the school a conference title to the school if i'm not mistaken i think they won national well i'm not sure if they won national or not but they i know they won the swag if i'm not mistaken and 
they they either place in nationals or something in nationals, but they don't have their own track. You know what I'm saying to do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. How 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 can a school recruit and not have their own? That that's that's going to be the issue with Bethune coming. Ed Reed he don't want to share a stadium. He he don't he wants them to have their own facilities, which rightfully so they should. How many how many colleges and universities that you can just name that don't have their own facilities? That is a good point. Because from my regulation, most colleges and universities have their own stadium. They don't share a stadium with a, a high school team. Now I know Valdosta State did at one at one point, but that's when they were in mm-hmm. the process of getting that stadium built. They were sharing mm-hmm. with Lowndes County and, and Valdosta High. But no, they were they were sharing with Valdosta High. I'm sorry, Albany State at one point was sharing the stadium. My hometown, they shared Hugh Mill Stadium with all the high schools until they got the Coliseum built. Okay, uh, you, you know my thing is if if it's a university and they want them to be productive, they want them to be competitive in every sport. They got to have their own. Ed Reed shed a light, shed light on a lot of stuff, and now the students now are backing Ed Reed and voicing their concern as well. This should have been done years ago, honestly, in my opinion. And, and people, people are, are failing to realize that the J.K. Robinson baseball stadium is nice. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and, and people aren't aren't keen into that like they forget about that stadium so it's football I, it's football and field track are those the only two sports i'm sorry say that one more time on football huh? and track football and track are those the only two that don't play on campus correct okay so everything else is on campus yep all right so that that leads me to another question and I'm gonna ask it, and and, and I want to backtrack to to Aries specifically. So something that was said, Roland, um, the Dr. Drake, the interim president, appeared on the Roland Martin show. Um, they had some football players on that show. Reggie Theus was on HBCU Game Day. Aries was also on the on the Roland Martin show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, there, and there seemed to be some some question as to showers according to uh, according to the president there are showers for athletes on the campus reggie theus did mention that there were no facilities for football players on campus so my question is if you play basketball on campus they, they got showers in them locker rooms for the basketball team don't they from my understanding, yes. Okay. Um, now I, I do now according according per Reggie Theus didn't specify. Aries says there are no showers for fo- for football. The football players have to go back to their dorm rooms to shower. I guess unless they're gonna go shower in the basketball arena. But so the question is, are the are there showers like in the football locker room at that stadium? I, I I don't think I think so. I don't I don't recall because I've never been in you know down there actually in the stadium. Okay, so 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 back to Aerie. So one one uh, somebody else who was who was on the Roland Martin show was um, the a member of a now dissolved alumni group, and I really I want to talk about that. As we talk about Airy, but he said something very poignant. I thought, and he said he felt like one of the reasons Airy found himself in the situation he was in was because anytime anyone speaks up about the university, the board seeks to silence them. Correct. Now, now just a little one-on-one about this. Um, and I did not go to Bethune Cookman, but I did graduate from a private college. So the one thing that I know is really depending on your bylaws 
the buck stops with the board. Mm-hmm. Now, at, my, at my alma mater, the, the way they keep the board from being the be-all, end-all is in, in their bylaws, uh, the board is, a, you, you have term limits. And depending, depending on what position you sit on, if you have a position on the board, like, for example, the president of the board is a four-year term. But if you are the chair of like alumni relations, that's a six-year term. If you are um, an emeritus member, that means you've kind of served your term, but you stay on the board. You can stay on the board for life, but those are non-voting board members. So you don't. So you every four to six years, you get different voices on the board uh, of trustees at my alma mater. So you don't. So 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 now not all schools have that. And it seems like the board president at Bethune-Cookman has been the board president for a while because they've been trying to get him to step down according to this member of this now dissolved alumni association for five years. So do you think this was a situation of Ed Reed being silenced? Or do you think this is a situation where Ed Reed did not handle it the right way? Oh, let me give you a third option because oh. this is my first test. Let me give you a third option. Or can two things be true? Two things can be true. Okay. I think that they tried to silence him, but they tried to silence him from shedding light on something that should have been brought to the forefront a long time ago. Okay. But he could have went about it a different way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, we all know Ed Reed is outspoken. He's gonna say what he want to say. He, he he don't care, and that's what Bethune needs. Like they need someone that is going to be able to say what's on their mind, but yet and still get around to the get around to these students. You know, I mean to these players. Yes, he could have he could have done it a different way. He could have, you know, possibly gone on and I guess had like a press conference him like you know that way but yeah instead he went about it and and just went all in he didn't show no remorse no anything about this about nothing which you know what I'm saying granted okay Ari you know what I'm saying this is a HBCU you know we got a lot of sensitive people that mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying uh you gotta be careful with that Mm-hmm. But my thing, my thing is the way he he went about it. It's it's Ed Reed type of way. He, he went in and did it in the way that only Ed Reed only Ed Reed know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? So he brought light to it in in a way that just get it out of there. He don't care how it gets out there. He just, he just had to get it out of there. He had to express himself and let people know what's going on. Because, but. My thing is, I'm glad he did it. Because one, Dion laid the blueprint for all former NFL players that try to go to HBCU and coach. He, 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 Dion gave the blueprint to show that with your name and your, your, your name, your image, and what you can teach these kids, you can bring in some top recruits. That's true. Do, do you think do you think do you think Prime was one of one? I think Prime was one of one. Now, nah. I think Ed Reed could have done the same thing. Well, let, let me let me let me explain to you why. I, I think number one, I think that the situation was different. There Cookman is a major rebuild. I mean, just some now Jackson State technically does not have an on-campus stadium. If I'm not mistaken, Jackson Memorial, that stadium is also owned by the city of Jackson, is run by the city of Jackson. Um, But as far as proximity, that stadium is significantly closer to the campus than the municipal stadium that Cookman plays on. Um, Absolutely. Jackson's not reeling from two hurricanes in a month. The way Bethune-Cookman is, and 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 also Jackson State is a, is a public land grant university. It's not private, like Bethune-Cookman is. 
um, I think those things make a difference. And as a program, so I was kind of looking through. So so Bethune made the playoffs in 2012 and 2013, FCS playoffs in 2012 and 2013. They won the MEAC in 2012 and 2013. 2014, they beat Florida International. Now, it, it's Florida International, but that's still a, a, an FBS school. Um, and, and and so they 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 do have some recent success in football, but I think that the rebuild at Bethune Cookman was significantly uh, more difficult than Jackson State, and I would also say the same thing about Eddie George and Tennessee. Um. And then I think I think another thing that makes Dion one of one he's he's been able to maintain um, a modicum of celebrity that neither Eddie George nor Ed Reed were able to maintain after they played football. I think those things uh, make a difference. And Jackson State is not you know Jackson State has money. Uh, they're not nearly as cash strapped as Bethune Cookman either. Correct. Um, so, so I think I think those things make a difference. William Roden, an article I read um, of his on Anscape, uh, 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 I think he I think he said it best. Um, you know, uh, they quickly found out that Ed Reed's not Deion Sanders, and Bethune Cookman's not Jackson State. Jackson Jackson State does not have some of the infrastructural issues that Bethune Cookman has. This is Jackson, State has Jackson State has some infrastructural issues. My alma mater, Wabash College, has some infrastructural issues. I think you all know, colleges got infrastructure uh, issues. Absolutely. I, here, I think the biggest difference, and and, and um, I was talking to Conrad on the phone last night, and he looked up my school on the computer. Um, one thing I will say, and, and if we can kind of shift a little bit, now I'll, I, I've said everything I'm going to say about Ed Reed and about why I thought he should have been let go by the university, about how he went about doing things. But what he did definitely opened a wound that everyone could see at that university. And the one thing is um, there is some disconnects at Bethune-Cookman from what I've gathered. There seems to be some disconnection between the university itself and the city of Daytona Beach. Mm-hmm. There seems to be some disconnection between the board and the athletic department to an extent. I mean, Reggie Theus did his best on HBCU game day to kind of total company line, but even he kind of had to relent and be honest about some of the issues that the board is, is or has not chosen to address when it comes to athletics. At the university, and and despite that, they've had success in football recently, and they uh, yeah. they've had success. And you just said they had success in track, and then there's definitely a disconnect between the administration and the students. Um, I agree. So 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 I, I think those things the, those things matter, and those things need to be addressed. But number one, the number one thing that needs to be addressed, and this is what I want to mention about the so so. So check, check this out. Before you give them the number, your, your breakdown, we got to take a quick 30-second break, guys. We'll be right back. Guys, and y'all see who who joined us once again. Our main man, our other residents, Cunny, Cunny, the best side, West Side. Man, what's that? How long ago was that cheese it bowl, man? You can take the cheese it down now, sir. Give me a second. <laughs> I, I can, but. I, I, no, don't leave, bro. Leave it. I, I, I can't. 
Leave, leave it up as long as you want, man. So, like so he's trying, like, he, like he's well, trying listen. to you see, like he, he, he's trying to so bad. I, I see him trying to maneuver, but it just won't. It keeps going back to. I don't know why. I guess we need to block him. The big round two. He needs to be an audio. So my my number one. Sorry guys, I got I got streaming issues. We can hear you, so that's all good. So so President Drake. Dr. Drake mentioned that alumni giving it went down from from 12% to 1%. The board needs to be transparent about what's going on and how they're distributing, using, investing, and spending that money. Because I did a I did a, a smidge of research. Dr. Drake's somewhat accurate when it when you talk about um, alumni donations. Now, m- some private schools their their alumni givings significantly larger than twelve percent. Um, you see that at most land grant universities, but they don't need the alumni support as much as private schools do. Private schools live off their alumni endowments, their alumni donations. Um, They don't get the state and federal funds that public land grants do. That's one reason why private school tuition is significantly more expensive than many public schools. Correct. So, so, So logically speaking, when you see everything that is, or for that matter, is not happening on the campus, and you look at this decrease in alumni donations and you want to attribute it to, well, you know, incomes aren't as high as they used to be, Dr. Drake. Nah, man, listen, I know that you want the interim tag off your title and you don't want to make nobody on that board mad, but come on. There's, you guys, there's, it's time, it's there's time to man no up. Way. Thank you. There's no way. No way they, it should be 1%. And it's 1% because people don't trust what y'all are doing with that money because you're not exactly. telling them. You're not telling yeah, exactly. them. Or, or you're saying the money's going to this and there's no report that the money is going to that specific thing. Like, so one of the things Dr. Drake mentioned, he goes, he said, well, if, if you don't want to donate to the university, donate it directly to the student because you have a fund that goes to student tuition. Well, yeah, technically, every school has that. My school has that. My my little money that I give to my alma mater goes to that. But what I know is that the school funnels that to students' tuition. So the school still technically has to touch it. Unless I'm going to Crossville, Indiana, and putting a ban in a student's hand and say, take that to financial aid and go pay your tuition, it's not going directly to the student. They There is a lot of bri- – there are many bridges – that they're going to yeah. have to rebuild. And the only question is, do they have any interest in doing it? You, so you so can... here's my... Go ahead, JT. Here's my thing. I'm, I'm glad you spoke on that. And this and this just... It doesn't just go, go for Bethune-Cookman. It goes for a lot of HBCUs as well. If you... I, I did a, a, some research, like you said, a smidge of research. Out of all the HBCUs in the United States, if they if they categorize how many of the alums give back to the school, your average percentile is three percent. Three percent of alumni actually gives back to the school as far as doing a donation or or anything of that sort. My thing is. And I, I don't want to. I hate bringing in race, but if you have a un un un, un what's the word I'm looking for um non communicative board that will give you a a a breakdown of where your money is going, people ain't finished seeing you no money because they know that nine times out of ten that money is, is going to be either pocketed by the board member. Or spent on something that 
they're not should be stoned. You know what I'm saying? So yes, as a whole, the HBCU HBCUs alum has to do better. That's the only that's the only way to it. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way around it. It has to be better. I agree. There's one more funding issue though. Um, while while we kind of on the stream of funding, Forbes put out an article, and 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 I'm want to make sure I get I'm accurate. The the article came out last February, and the, and this this is, this is about black land grant universities, but since the 1980s. Forbes argues that black land-grant universities, black HBCUs, in contrast to their white counterparts, have been underfunded by $12.8 billion. Now, there is an allotment of money that the federal government and states are required by law to give HBCUs because we all know why because we all know why HBCUs were created, right? We know that HBCU that basically Lincoln was like, listen, I want none of that smoke. Y'all mm-hmm. trying to get white universities. So we're gonna give we're gonna give black scholars land to build universities so black folks can go get educations, and we're gonna give you X amount of dollars every fiscal year adjusted for inflation and cost of living and all that good stuff. So that, so that although it wasn't outed as separate but equal, Lincoln can be as close to separate but equal as possible. And the truth is, probably until the 1950s and 60s, the closest thing to separate but equal in this country for Black folks were HBCUs. Yeah, and then mm. and then things began to happen politically, and like this this rule in North Carolina. When North Carolina exceeded its enrollment by 170 students, and 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 they did not have to in, pass and enact this, but the the Senate in North Carolina decided, well, since we can take this money from them, we're gonna go and take this money from them, and they and they cut their state funding by like two million dollars this year, uh, be, because because North Carolina A and T is doing well, and and and. Yep. $12.8 billion is a lot of money. They audited the state of Maryland and found, and found out that the state of Maryland owes Bowie State, Morgan State, Maryland Eastern Shore. I feel like I'm leaving out another HBCU in Maryland, but they owe them over half a billion in, in funds that, that they're supposed to pay. And, and they've agreed to pay those funds over, I believe, like 25 years. And, 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 and the number's even greater in the state of Tennessee. So you're talking about Fisk, and you're talking about uh, uh, Tennessee State, and you're talking about Fayetteville mm-hmm. State. So, so, and I bring that up because on HBCU Twitter, which, listen, them streets done got gangster since this Avery stuff and came out on HBCU Twitter. And a lot of them are talking about alumni giving, but that's only one layer to this whole thing. Yeah. The fact, the fact is, the fact is, states in this country they have gotten away with perpetually underfunding HBCUs since the 1970s in some cases, and that needs to be brought to the forefront. These states need to be brought to the carpet, and they need to pay up. So, 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 b- before we continue and, and dive in, you know, my man Connie Westside was from Daytona Beach. He he he's going to to yeah. you know yeah. he's he's going to to different schools he he he's seen different things so kind of give us some insight on on your thoughts on what's really going on with Bethune like you know tell me how, tell me how you really feel you want feelings or you want facts both. Did you did you hear me? Yeah, I I, hear, I want both. Can you, you hear both? me? I, I look both up. I can hear you. I had got a uh, right now. I'm you know I'm dealing with 
But let's let's go ahead and talk, man. To be real with you, feeling wise, I mean, I felt like this was a long time coming. I mean, you know, I've known people that have gone to that school and suffered tremendous showers that like there's a whole bunch of stuff that people need only for them to only for them to just be like yo this is you know this is this is like i'm paying so much money for or you know for a school that's a, that's a big issue the facts is the facts is that Bethune Cookman has been doing a lot of undercutting stuff for years, not just in the schools, but definitely in the community as well. I mean, if you know, the, I mean, if you know any, anything about the history of Bethune Cookman, I mean, when you know, things started to change over, because like in the 1960s, this is when it started becoming a, a, a co ed college, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. around 1965, it became a co ed college. And that's when, you know, you start getting these families run as, as to you know as to you know actual students and all that other stuff. I know I know a lot of students that go there and they leave in in, in tremendous debt because they can't you know because because they, their dorms not not up to par and class away from that. You know, congratulations, but you know. They have not done anything to, they have not done anything to make sure that their success rate is 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 uh is up to par, and then like you're losing your accreditation, you're losing like you lose funny riddle. They have done so much in that city and have helped so many people out, and have have graduated so many folks. Especially when UCF decided to bring their uh, to branch their campus out to uh, um, to the park, I was saying like it's it, 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 I mean it, it was done for 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 you know Bethune Cookman in that community. So that's yeah. I mean I mean there's so much to just just dissect there, and then not only that we got. Like everybody wants to fit their HBCU, and it's like it's like it's like you become an HBCU student. All of a sudden, you're part of this big old cult. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm just going to a school. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to a school. But but see, Conrad, that's the thing. Going to HBCU is more, but still, I'm not going. But but that's the thing. Going to HBCU is more than just going to a school. When people say I'm going to HBCU, they take pride in that, bro. It's it's, it's like I mean, it's, it's the pride of saying I, that. I get it, I get it, JD. But but, but I'm saying though, it's you. It, it's like go ahead, go ahead, man. Okay, for instance, anybody who went to Jackson State during those years, prime was there. When they graduate. They're gonna they're gonna be proud to say, "Hey, I was at Jackson State when Coach Dion went to back to back celebration bowls." You know what I'm saying? Had a great season and bro, you know, okay, all these celebrities here. It, it's it's the fact that they're able to say that they went there. You know what I'm saying? Versus how many people are at, okay? I'm, bro, you, let, let me not say that. Let me not. How many celebrities? Come on, got Trina, because, Trina and them I'm are saying, here on the on the daily basis. Trick daddy's here think, all the time. Okay, okay, okay. Let's be real though. That for one, that's Tallahassee, Florida, bro. That's come on, Conrad. Now let, let's be real about it. that's Tallahassee, Florida. That's tell. I'm gonna say it again. That's Tallahassee, Florida. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna say it again, just in case you hear me. That's Tallahassee, Florida. Where I you hear have you. two clubs. I just, I just want well, you to you understand. Have, you, you they two clubs the same way, bro, bro. The, the moon and Bajas alone. The moon and Bajas alone. I'm saying one you more time. You forget about spring a, break. A, you forget uh, about all these other events that happen. Bike week. Come, you forget come, about. You forget about okay. car come racing come week. Are you serious? Time out. Time out. The Daytona 500. How much money? That how much of that money actually goes to bet to Bethune Cookman? That brings in. 
to the to, to Daytona. The moon and Baja. Oh, millions go to Daytona when it comes. But how and, and when does Daytona Beach, the city of Daytona Beach, do they allocate money towards Bethune Cookman? Mm. When when the Daytona 500 comes, bike week, when those when those spring break, when they make when those communities, those bars on the beach, those hotels, those local events, those uh different hotels, restaurants, um Airbnbs, when they allocate that money back to the city of Daytona Beach, Florida, how much money that goes to Bethune Cookman? We don't know. But I can personally say right here on this on this show right here, the moon. And you know it, the moon and fam you has 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 a collaboration, right or wrong. The radio station in in Daytona Beach, I mean in, in Tallahassee, Florida. Shouts out to Joe Bullock. The voice of the Marshall One Hundred is on is on the radio station. The money fam you the money fam you band makes. I'm pretty sure they allocate that towards other areas of the school. If it wasn't for that uh, document series that the band had for, for Bethune Cookman, bro, we'll be hurting right now, bro. That was t- that was so terrible. <laughs> yes, it no, was terrible, but but it was, so it, bro, it, 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 it was a horrible. I, I ain't gonna say it was horrible. Will I watch I it again? Hear that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry. Will, will I, I'm will sorry. I, watch I don't want to hear that. I don't want it. We can again. argue this all night. No, we can argue we this can. all night. I do not want to. I do but, not want to hear that because you know, dog will. But listen, no, no, you know, dog will. Conrad, thanks in a ton of money, huh? Black bike week alone, black. You know what I'm talking about. It, it, you're right. You're right. It brings mm-hmm. in money. But how much of that money goes to Bethune Cookman University? How much how much money when those when those bike weeks happen? How much how many how many events are dedicated to Bethune Cookman? Say, okay, all proceeds from this party are going to Bethune Cookman. All proceeds from this ride that we're gonna take goes to Bethune Cookman. When that strip goes goes to partying, you know, professor, professor, when that strip goes to partying, now you got to be mm-hmm. here when you, I got to show you one day, when, when you get some time, you come to Daytona with me. When that, when that street get the party again, that's Cookman, the one time everything that goes down that, that little road right there. Between between Bethune Grill, Pine Haven, and got there, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, uh, Nova Road, bro. All, all that, all that. But but kind of, kind of. Hear me out though. Hear me out. All okay, okay. So I'm I'm asking you the same question that I asked Professor at the beginning of the show. Most universities and colleges do not share a football facility or a track facility with a public recreation department, right or wrong. So so the money that Bethune-Cookman makes when they have a homecoming, when they have a football game there, they got to pay the parts of recreation first. So now if, if the school made, if, if the stadium made, let's just say 50000 in one game, a portion of that is going to the city, which yes. in return is not giving nothing back to Bethune Cookman University, who is bringing you the money. The fact, that they, allow, just, the fact that they allow municipal stadium put the city seal on the field instead of BCU and say, "Hey, BCU, this is going to be your stadium." But this, but the stadium and the school is still I mean, what four and a half, five miles away from each so other. Many shady deals to where they have put themselves. In a bad place. Now, I, I don't, I don't like arguing this because, because like when I argue this, everybody want to go to the back cupboard. I've been there. I've seen. I've seen so many people. You know. You know what? I've seen so many people die in that city, and Bethune Cubbin did a bad eye. You know what happens here sure. when someone passes away here? At least TPD and. and and, and doggone 
and fix around the community. You know, at least at least they do that. You know what I'm saying? They told us don't give. Let's be honest. Keep it a hundred. Keep it a hundred, JT. You live there. You went to school there. Mm-hmm. Keep it a hundred. But but bro, at the same time, okay. But before well, we go me, any deeper, before we go into professor, chime in. I want to chime in to this one thing. If and once again, I talked about these disconnects just kind of based on the information that I've read, that I've seen. If there's a disconnection between the city of Daytona Beach and Bethune-Cookman. Now, first of all, in, in some ways, the city doesn't, like, legally, for lack of a better term, doesn't owe Bethune because Bethune is private. So the land that that university sits on, they purchased it from Daytona Beach. So Daytona right. Beach ain't got nothing for Bethune. Y'all bought it, y'all on your own. But if there are a lack of relationships with community partners in the city of Daytona Beach, I'm going back to them again. That's on your board because the buck stops on the board. board. It's on the board. The board's got to make those relationships. The board's got to say, you know, if you're doing this in proximity of the campus or 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 whatever events, we want to be a part of it. We want to partner with the city on that's on the board. But nobody, but it seems to me that you can't, that nobody, in many ways, not anybody even associated with the university know what the board is doing. And that, and, and it goes back to my first argument. That's why alumni ain't giving no money. Because I ain't giving you my money if I don't know what you're doing with it. And that's the thing. They've been trying to get old buddy to step down for how many years now? Five. Five. And it seems like he don't want to step down because he want to be president of the, of the university. He is going to, it's going to take some real, it's going to take some strong voices to go in and say, okay, for us to elevate, changes got to be made within the board. Yeah, you, you got to. And, and so, Dr. So, Dr. Dre, I get, I get what you're doing as, as an intern. You want the intern to take, you know, but are you the guy that can really lead us? Well, the moment the moment he say something, just like the just like his predecessor, the moment they say something, the board ain't gonna do nothing but fire him. So why should I say something? So somebody, somebody, so just, somebody gotta say something. Somebody gotta say so. So a little inside baseball. Pretty much the only way the board's gonna change, a the board's gotta decide. You know, they all gotta have, all gotta come to Jesus and quit, or the board has to vote to enlarge itself. To where it could vote former members off. That's like that's like, hey, yo, what up, what up? So that's that's like the only way that happens, right? Um, but let, let's bring this back to football for a second. So if Ed Reed is gone, and once again, according to Reggie Theus, Reggie Theus said the man has no shot. What who who gonna coach the football team? JT, what you gonna, Ed, you your resume? What Ed, yeah, I give my resume, <laughs> and, and Conrad will be my defensive coordinator. <laughs> but hit, hear me out. <laughs> sure. What, what Conrad? I wouldn't mind. What Con? What what Ed Reed has done was showing the disconnect between the school and the, the I mean the the board and 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 the the football players and the coaches and, and getting contracts done I don't know what coaches really I don't know what coach is going to actually go there now I, I and it, it, it's a bad thing because now Ed Reed has really shown light shine light on it and on a dysfunctional situation. The only right, only right. coach that the only coach who may go there is going to be a coach who I don't know some some JUCO D three coach who's trying to elevate his career. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe you. I don't know if there are any Bethune Cookman alums that I coaching. Maybe you can get somebody to come home and take over that mess because it's a mess. It's a, it's a mess. Um, I, my my thing is I don't know who they they're gonna have to bring somebody in who's a yes man. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I, because, and I won't disagree with that. I will not disagree with that at all. Because um, for them to, for them to to elevate, 
they're going to need someone who's combative and, and going to stand their ground. If not, man, you might well, I don't know who you gonna, who you going to go hire right now. It, it's it's in, it's impossible. I'm going to be real. But don't come in real if they don't have a coach by March, you might well go ahead and cancel the season. Wow. I I was I was um so I, so I, so I posted my article on some of my Facebook groups and one person was like if they're so cash strapped why not shutter the football team for a season or two to get yourself fiscally more solvent because for, for I mean and, and and listen I would never want to say that because one thing about football I mean you're talking about you know, and he said he said keep those young men on their under their scholarships um why are you doing this but shutter the football team because listen football is a huge expense and then jt as you brought up it's even more of an expense for bethune cookman because you got to pay the city to use the facility so so i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you the reason why they're not gonna scrap it and conrad's gonna answer my question conrad what game Dodgers. is in november what game is in november Every November, what game is played that Bethune Cookman is participating the in? Classic. And the classic. And just off top classic. of your head, just off top of your head, how much money does that bring in to both schools? Just off top, just a guess. Off the top, top of my head, $915,000 each, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. bro it's, it's not that much, man, that comes in, man. So 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 so, and that's my point. Because you can tell you why. Because now you're having to pay the city or city of Orlando to host you. A lot of those people, when they go to Orlando, they're not staying in the city of, or they're not staying in the city of Orlando. The money that they they, they once made ain't the same money no more. So mm-hmm. so so now it's like the biggest game of the year. It's now just now, a, so it's just now a normal care. game. I gotta just go. A normal I gotta game. go. My, my computers, my computers messing up. I gotta go. All right, Connie. I'll All right, man. Take care. Okay. I right, see you next week, bro. It is it, like. They're not getting money, so yes, scrap this season, scrap it for two. I'm not gonna say start over, but they gotta do something. Yeah, because I I don't know what kind of staff they have. So while while we on every because so so I wrote an article, check it out, MT MVPN, and the and and I and I said that there's blame on both sides. My question for the university, and I cited Bill Roden's article. I thought Bill Roden's article was fantastic because he had mentioned. So, the 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 little the little blurb came out December twenty seventh that Bethune Cookman had agreed in principle for Avery to be the head coach. So William Roden had mentioned that he had called the university because usually within a day or two of the announcement. You get a press conference. If if they announce and then you get a press conference the next day, usually when an article comes out about it, usually you find out that the board ratified the contract. And when they have the presser, he's officially the head coach. Uh, because and usually they'll wait on the announcement. Let's say the board meets like the 10th of every month, right? And they ratified it on the 15th. So they'll just wait till the next month to have the board meeting, do the contract, and announce everything. Well, they announced this, and he says they're like, well, um, they're finishing everything up as far as the contract, and we'll let you know. Then two weeks pass, and they're like, they can't find Ed Reed to finish the negotiations, and things are ongoing. And then two weeks after that, Ed Reed posts the first IG story. So my my first, my question is, and it's rhetorical, unless you can answer it, what was the holdup with the contract? And my, and my second think, question my second thing is along along that. So what's the hold up with the contract? What's holding up the contract? And then if there if there's language in the contract that you and Reed's camp 
is still trying to figure out why are you giving him this much access to your campus? Well, which that one I know the answer to, but it doesn't make sense. And then Reggie Thea's on HBCU game day said, well, he wasn't supposed to host those recruits in that office, but he did anyway. Wait a minute. You just said that he wasn't under contract. So technically he's not an employee of your university. So y'all just let strangers get keys to buildings. Right. Like, like you, 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 you are getting on this man from, for what you deem as running amok, but you let him. And he talking about how he was, he was in Daytona beach for three weeks. He was on the campus. If he was not under contract, he was, he was doing that for free. Then, then, then why are you letting him do all of these things if he's not under contract? Now, now the answer is simple because you wanted to cachet and hopefully you could figure it out. So the universe, some, some, whatever Ed Reed wanted, and this is just my logical conclusion, the university couldn't deliver and they kept holding it up. You're right. So, so I'm going to say this and we're going to end on this one. If y'all want more details and more inside scoop and opinions, check out the professor's post on MTMVPN and on um, where else did you post it at? Um, well, I po- I posted it. I wrote the story is on MTMVPN.com. Um, it's on our blog site. Um, you can if you are uh, on Facebook, you can go to several different uh, HBCU. Uh, football groups and, and find my article there as well. But go straight to the website. That's where it is. Hey, listen, y'all. We're going to continue this next week. We, and we, this, Next week, we may have a special guest on next week. We don't know just yet. Just, just, just be with us. Continue to follow us. Yes. And just chime in, you know what I'm saying, on what you guys think. You know, follow us on Twitter. Chime in on Twitter. We're going to post. We're going to be very active on Twitter. Um, with you guys, so just follow us, and and we're gonna keep talking about this until we get some answers. That's so, right. Kurt Franklin you know said it best: "It ain't over. It ain't it over. Ain't over. It ain't over." So it's your boy MVP JT signing out. My main man, Professor, signing out. Cunny, he had to, he had to go. He had some technical issues, but hey, we'll be back. Promise you. Talk to y'all soon. We out. All right, Professor, I'm going, bro. All right, man. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.